Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all the house. Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Salt and light. And today's gospel, as we hear about these two things, it is perhaps rather easy for us to forget at how rare, or at least how difficult, how much more difficult than it is today, to obtain both of these resources. First, whenever we take a look at salt, in the ancient world, it was the one thing that you could reserve. There was no refrigeration and no real other way to really preserve meat and other substances except to season it heavily with salt to use it to dehydrate and to keep it from growing rotten. And so salt was this extraordinarily important substance, especially in the land of Galilee where the main economic success was dependent upon the ability of fishermen to ship their fish across the Roman Empire. And so thus salt was so important for the ancient world in this way, that it allowed for meat, fish, and other foods to be preserved. In this way, we can see what the Lord is trying to bring out. And we all know from our own experience that whenever you put salt on something, it immediately makes it taste better. It brings out the best in the flavors that we all enjoy about our own food. And so in this way, we begin to get a little glimpse of what our Lord is trying to tell us that we're supposed to be in the midst of the world. If we are meant to be salt, it means that we are meant to preserve what is good, to protect what is good, but then also to bring out the true flavors, the true goodness that exists within our world. For as Christians, as Catholics, we do not see the world as evil. We do not see this created order as something out of line with what God wants necessarily, but instead the world was entirely created from the love of God himself. And as a result, we as Christians in the midst of the world, sometimes we can develop a fortress mentality, or sometimes we can just simply give in to the ways of the world. What the Lord tells us is that we are meant to live upon him. We are meant to draw strength from him, to live in him, through him, and with him. And in this way, we come to bring out the true flavor of this world. We show the true goodness of what God has created. We show the world that indeed this created order is good, but only whenever we season it with the grace of the Lord, the blessings that he gives to each and every one of us. And so how do we season this world? Well, for each of us, it's going to look a little different. And this is the entire mission of the Second Vatican Council, which has so often been lost that each and every one of you are called to holiness. Each and every one of you are called to be a saint. And this does not mean necessarily some sort of extraordinary, outstanding sets of virtues that make you necessarily stand out in some sort of profound way. 
but instead it is simply found in the little things, and doing the daily task that is set before you well. At your job, being competent, being reliable, being hardworking, setting an example for others, not giving in to the office gossip, not rendering or taking from others, and instead injecting the workplace with a spirit of work, with a spirit of kindness, and with a spirit of truth, that we say only the good things that others need to hear. We seek to do our job well, asking help when it is needed and offering it whenever we notice someone else struggling. And these little ways we become salt for the world. We become salt for those around us and enable them to do their task well and to fulfill their mission. In the same way that at home, you need to encourage your children, holding them yes to a standard, assuring them that you are loving, that they will be forgiven, but also that forgiveness comes with the expectation that they continue to grow, they continue to develop, and they continue to mature. And in these ways, you become salt for the world. But then we also can look at the image of light that our Lord gives us today. Light was a limited resource, quite literally. It was limited mostly by the sun in the ancient world. It was a rather luxurious commodity to have light, to have a candle, to have an oil lamp, or to have, to have those light sources were oftentimes only a luxury of the rich. And so the light that most of the people in the ancient world would have received was the sun alone. And if you were lucky, perhaps a candle or a lamp. And so we can see whenever the Lord gives us an example, the people in the ancient world would have noticed what he is doing because a light would have been much more noticeable. If you had a light in your house, it would have been noticeable to the rest of the people in the community because everybody else was lights out. And whereas you were one of the few lights in the world, or in your town, I mean. And in this way, we also see what we are called to be in the midst of the world. In the midst of the marriage rite at the end, it says that, that the married couple, as you're giving a blessing to them, is that they are called to be examples of God's charity in the midst of the world. And for each of you, this is also what you are called to be, as married couples, as individuals, that we are, each and every one of us, called to be light in the world, to be a city on a hill, to be a lamp placed upon a lampstand, not beating our own chest in pride and arrogance, but instead our good deeds go for, before us just simply by the way that we comport and carry ourselves. We show charity to the needy. We show kindness to the outcast. We smile and say a kind word to our enemy, who has perhaps even spoken ill of us. We return a blessing when we are cursed. In these ways, we begin to show God's true love in the world. We show that we are light as Christ is the light. He came to those who did not want him. He forgave those who betrayed him. And we too are called to be light in this most profound of ways that even when others speak poorly of us, even whenever we know that perhaps somebody is doing us an injustice, we return kindness, 
we return a smile in return. Not because they deserve it, because that is what we are called to do in Christ Jesus, who has shown us immensely more mercy and kindness than that. In this way, we do glorify our Father, our Father who gave us his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, so that our sins might be wiped away, blotted out, and the darkness that dwelt within our soul might be replaced by the light of Christ, the true light who has come into this world, for your sake, my sake, and the sake of all. He is the one, the true light, that should shine from our hearts, should shine in our actions. Again, not for our own glorification, but that so, but so that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Heavenly Father, from whom all good things come. <laughs>